You are listening to Fast Growth Funding, the podcast all about helping you demystify the world of AI investments. Sponsored by EAG Ventures, where entrepreneurs help entrepreneurs. This show is all about helping give as much value as possible to investors and entrepreneurs alike. So if you like what you hear, please do subscribe to the show and share this episode with your network to help us reach more people just like you. Thanks again. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Fast Growth Funding. Today, I'm joined by EHG Ventures co-founders Guy Remond and Gary Fletcher. Guys, how's it going? Yeah, Great good. Thing. Thanks, Ivan. Nice to meet you again. It's good seeing you again. It's been a while since we've hung out. It is. You're right. It is. I've escaped the podcast series, but uh, hey, I'm back. Yeah, we've roped you in for this one, unfortunately. The yeah. reason why we have roped you in, actually, is because following on a conversation we were talking off before we hit record, actually, we said talking about investors being kind of two different breeds. There's the the more VC kind of professional investor. And then you also have this other breed of entrepreneurs who have come out the other end, who have, you know, been very successful, probably made a fair bit of money, maybe sold their business and are now looking to move into this space of investing and helping other businesses and investing in other businesses as well. And you guys have a lot of experience in this field. So what we wanted to do is bring you on to talk about the challenges and opportunities and uh, of a entrepreneur turned investor. It's a great topic. I think one of the key points is that entrepreneurs themselves are very hands-on sort of people and they can make very difficult investors for that reason. You have to sort of re-educate your own mindset of being more hands-off and responding when when you asked rather than diving in, if you like. So it's it's quite a different mindset. And one of the things that I've certainly found, I know Guy has as well because I've talked to him about it, is the decision-making of an entrepreneur is quite quick. They like the concept or the idea. They'll put their money behind it because they believe in it. Whereas a professional investor, a VC as you call it, and, and other guys, is they will be a bit more measured and balanced and the decision-making is a lot longer. Do you agree? Absolutely. And you kind of need that balance in the marketplace, to be honest, because what tends to happen from, from what I've seen since I've kind of moved into this world is that, just as Gary said, the entrepreneur, because they go by the gut a little bit more than they do the data. There's always some data involved, don't get me wrong, but you know, there's a far more gut involved and they make far quicker decisions. So what that lends itself to is probably the seed and the seed plus investment will often come from successful entrepreneurs, angels who are often successful entrepreneurs because it's a smaller sum of money usually and Mm. you kind of make a a quicker decision. But you also realise that there are bigger risks. But that kind of, you know, resonates with entrepreneurs. They know business is all about risk. And what they're looking for is value for money. And if they think they can invest earlier and get a better valuation, they're prepared to do that. I think the the institutional investors are quite happy to pay more money for more certainty further down the line. I think that's the biggest difference. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Let's just go back a little bit and talk about your experiences. You know, when you when you first sold your businesses, obviously were very successful in, in, in that field and decided that you wanted to start helping other entrepreneurs and investing in other businesses. What was that like for you? Oh, like, how did, that, how did that go? <laughs> I, I'm laughing because Guy probably knows, knows this, but I probably got the, the call from about, I think about 16 investment houses who 
spend their time looking at LinkedIn or whatever it is they find that you've sold your business. So a whole range of investors who want to, you to invest their money. And I, I actually was a bit naive. And it's something I've talked to my wife about is actually, you know, you spend all your time trying to make your money. Then when you've got it, it's a whole different ball game keeping it and growing it. It's a whole, you have to learn a whole load of new rules. And so I set about interviewing on my kitchen table these 15 or 16 different entities. And I didn't really like what I heard. <laughs> if I'm honest, I, I found them, guy knows my views on IFAs and they're pretty well documented. So I set about learning and reading about three or four books, assessing and doing my own investments really, either into companies or through my own ventures really. Yeah, and I think from my side, I was slightly different to Gary in the fact that, you know, I've been with my IFA for quite a long time and, you know, he had a very specific plan as to, to what to do with the money that I had. And we put that to one side, but I also knew that I wanted to have a, a play with some of that money as well and yeah. try and grow the money and do some, some interesting stuff, right? So, you know, one of the things I found was when I did leave and word got round, then you, you get contacted by quite a number of companies who go, do you know what? We're doing something really exciting. We've noticed that, you know, you've, you've exited. Are you interested in working with us? And, you know, quite often those companies are well known to you because there might have been suppliers in the past. There might have been, you know, companies that you've just had associations with in whatever form in your previous history. And, and it is really tempting then to just jump in. And I did to a certain point with some of those companies and become a non-exec, help them on their high growth journey and usually invest some of your hard-earned cash into those companies to help them along the way. Yeah. So I kind of did that with six companies within an 18-month period. Don't get me wrong, they're all good companies. I don't regret any of them, really. Maybe one. Other than that, I don't regret any of the others. And I'm working with them and trying to grow help them grow their businesses and therefore grow my investment. And I really quite enjoyed that. And I didn't see myself then starting a new business. I thought that was the direction I was going to go in, working as a non-exec, investing in companies and helping them grow so that everybody gains at the end of it. I did that, but then I also then started up two of my own companies, one of which was as a co-founder with Gary on EHE. So, you know, it, it, it's really easy to get sucked into these things very quickly. Uh, and I think the piece of advice from that little monologue is that I think you just need to s assess the situation over at least a 12-month period before you commit to anything and then begin to decide what you want to do with the rest of your life and with the money you've made along the way. That point guys made there is really valuable and I've talked to a lot of people about this. You do need to give yourself some time from your exit to doing anything. Just give yourself 12 months, think. Think it through seriously about what suits you and what doesn't, because you don't want to get into the wrong position and be uncomfortable. And it's, it's very it's personal, that as well, really personal. As you can see, Guy and I come out of the same cloth. we sort of entrepreneurs, we invest, but we have different journeys to this point, really. Different investments. Yeah. I mean, a guy you mentioned sitting on the, the board as a non-exec and helping grow the companies that you're investing in. 
was that strictly from a place that you wanted to make sure that you made money on those investments or did you did you genuinely like have an interest in in building up businesses and do you think a lot of entrepreneurs turned investors also have that same interest of wanting to be involved as well as wanting to see their money come back to them i think most entrepreneurs got an inherent kind of built-in desire to grow things and make things bigger and better and, and make their own dent in the world in whatever form that you know materializes in and i think the money is secondary to that if i'm honest i mean don't get me wrong it's really important but you have to like the people you're going to go in with that's the single most important thing because again i've been involved in situations where these things haven't gone uh, as well as i'd hoped and there have been personnel clashes you also have to believe in the company, in the mission for the company. And, you know, you, you, you really want them to succeed. And actually now it's changed slightly. It's not all about money, but don't get me wrong. Money is a really nice byproduct of everything that we get, we take part in because that, that is important. But now actually, honestly, it's about doing something that matters and helping other people achieve what they want to achieve. I get a big kick out of that now. So, you know, all the companies I work with, I think everybody would say that I put my heart and soul into helping them in every way I possibly can. I don't get it right all the time, but I think the experience that both Gary and I have acquired along the way allows us to, to, to help people make more good decisions than, than bad decisions and, and, you know, advise them on that basis. And a non-exec was a really important hire for me at my previous company, Kate, because they have the badges and scars and, and, and they question you and no one else questions you, right? Because you're CEO of the company. There's very few people actually question you. But a non-exec's job is to question the CEO and just make sure that they're making the right decisions and help them along the way. I love the questioning. I think questioning is right, but it's, it's where it's done. You often get chairman or non-exec's grandstanding at board meetings. I think entrepreneurs are good at having coffees or beer and asking those awkward or direct questions to a leader. <laughs> and I think that's where it should be, if I'm honest. That's, you know, so no one loses face, no one's trying to score points. It's just genuinely, have you thought of, or, you know, what's your thoughts on, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You work alongside them. And like yes. you say, you don't raise these things at a board meeting. Like you get in some of the corporate environments, quite frankly, where yeah. people are trying to get one over on other people and that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I, I find that most entrepreneurs are not like that. They're not interested in that kind of stuff. They're not interested in politics. What they want to do is genuinely try and help and yeah. they'll do that in the right way, naturally. And get a lot of satisfaction, as you say. That's, that's one of my learnings as well. I really enjoy helping CEOs and leaders also succeed. It's about winning at the end of the day. You've, <laughs> you've won your money, if you like. You've done your bit. Well, let's help some other people do it. And Will I benefit along the way? Yes, I will, but it's not my main focus. One of the lovely ones that I like is our coach, Dan Sullivan, talked yeah. about the four freedoms. Once you've you know had a payout or something, and they're basically financial freedom, which is obviously you know fairly obvious. You also have freedom of relationship, and that means who you work with, as Guy touched on earlier, you know who you want to work with, who you're willing to work with, who your friends are, who you hang around with. You also have freedom of time because you don't have to do that sort of yeah. slog that you used to do 60 hours a week. And the final one is freedom of purpose and, and to pursue your purpose. And that comes in many different guises for lots of individuals. But uh, yeah. 
They're really quite powerful, those four Fs, really. And, and that's the one thing that's most important, and I only found this out when I did get paid out, and I think Guy's the same, is actually entrepreneurs value most. It's not the money. It's the freedom of time. Do what you want when you yeah. want. That's the goal of most entrepreneurs. And, and, and you know what, I mean? Some entrepreneurs will go, you know, they've worked to this exit all their life and their, their aim is then to take it easy and, and go into retirement or whatever. But I, I reckon 90% of entrepreneurs are go, do you know what? I'm going to go again. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to do it bigger, better and quicker that's, this time around. That's definitely a pattern I've seen of how do I beat what I've done before and continuously yes. like trump my previous achievements. But like you say, Gary, it is also it's about giving back. It's about helping. It's about getting stuck in. But it is about winning. And, and a big kind of validation point of, of an, your investment is that it is profitable. So just before we wrap up, because this is a short episode, I know we're running out of time here, but I, I would just like to kind of leave this episode asking the question, how, how does a a new entrepreneur turned investor satisfy all of those other freedoms and have fun and in, in, in the project and enjoy this and make a lot of money doing it at the same time because that's kind of the sweet spot that we want you know all of our investors to be at each ventures and any entrepreneur turned investors what's the best of both worlds so just what is what are some kind of final pieces of advice we can give to entrepreneurs looking to achieve that my advice would be the point we made earlier it's really important this, that you've made some money. Don't dive into something quickly. Take time to think about what's important to you, maybe your family, your spouse, spend more time with them. Just give it some time to think through what, where and how. They'll have all the networks of people and investors. They'll get all that and they'll come to them as well. But just take your time to think it through. That's, that would be my advice. Yeah, I'm going to go down a slightly different route, but kind of linked and, and just say, look, the the biggest win for me is the four freedoms that Gary's described. You know, the ability to get involved with the companies I want to get involved with, in particular, get involved with the people I want to get involved with. You know, I don't have to work with people that I don't get on with anymore. I can pick and choose and I can, I can do things when I want. So if I want to go away for a week and have a working holiday, away I can do if I want to go away for a week and have no work during that week I can do if I want to work 80 hours a week for a couple of weeks then I can do you know it's, it's that kind of freedom to do what you want when you want but still help people achieve their dreams just as people have helped both Gary and I achieve our dreams and by the way we've still got more dreams we want to achieve they're just different dreams and bigger dreams now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I suppose it's finding an organization, you know, if you are looking to back a company and, and get involved in that level, find, finding an organization that kind of matches those values and matches the dreams and the goals that you have as, a, as an entrepreneur who wants to, you know, put, put their money into something, but also play a vital role in helping grow it as well. From a profitability side of things, guys, though, what, what do you think is a fundamental kind of thing to look out for, whether, whether or not you're the one driving it as an entrepreneur or something that you want to be looking out for when it comes to a business that is going to potentially be a profitable one and want to back? I think this particular point, I think I can confidently speak on behalf of Gary and I because we've had this conversation. Every company we get involved with, we have to believe that it will 10 times our investment and make our time really worthwhile. But by 10 times in our investment, we're also maximizing the exit for the founder 
and all the other shareholders. And again, when we get involved in companies, I think it's fair to say that we try and look after pretty much everybody that works in that organization upon exit. We encourage that kind of behavior because we want that everyone's in this together kind of mentality. So that might be through profit shares. It might be through just the lump sum of an exit. It might be through shareholding. What, whatever that is, we just want to encourage those kind of behaviors where everybody wins because that makes everyone feel good. For sure. Yeah, definitely like to get you guys back to talk more about 10xing a business because I'm pretty sure lots of listeners would love to find out what our processes or EHE Ventures processes for 10xing a business because that's a very uh, attractive <laughs> investment proposition for a lot of people, I'm sure. That's a minimum, by the way, Ivan. Oh, um, great. You know, we, we, we now talk to people about 100xing businesses and stuff like that. So listen, it could always be a name. And if we get somewhere in between those two figures, then we're doing pretty well. All right. Well, you heard it here, guys. If you want to list, find out how to 10x or how EHE 10xs or even 100xs businesses, stay tuned because we're gonna we'll build an episode around that. All right, guys. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for joining. See you soon. Thanks again for listening to Fast Growth Funding. Don't forget to subscribe for instant access to new episodes and follow EHE Ventures on LinkedIn for regular insights and updates on the world of AI investments. If you are interested in learning more about EHE Ventures or the AI Early Stage Growth Fund, then let's chat. Just click the link in the show notes below, head over to our landing page, register interest, and we will spark up a whole conversation with you. Speak soon. Speak soon.